This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Scotty, you ready? Ooh, Curdy B. I'm ready to laugh and laugh and laugh. Here it is. 70-year-old woman gives birth to twins. Ooh. That's <gasps> gotta hurt. Uh, or maybe not at all. I don't know anything about being a 70-year-old woman, but uh, we will deliver you a yes, new bouncing baby bananas. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to Bananas. I'm sitting across from the the number one screenwriter in the entire yeah. world, Scotty <laughs> yeah. Landis. Uh, there he is, uh, the last comedian you'll ever need to see before killing yourself. Uh, he's just that good, folks. Right before you die, put in his last special and just laugh yourself into the afterlife. That is Kurt Brown Oler, O-H-L-E-R. I just want to tell, I just want to tease this for everybody. I love a tease. There's no dates yet. Mm. I mean, we have the dates, but there's no ticket links yet. But I just mm. want to l- let you know, Minneapolis. We're coming. Madison. We're coming. Seattle. We're coming. Clear your April and May, because you don't know when it's going to be. Start saving now. And we're trying to fit in Portland. We'll see. Maybe Portland, maybe San Francisco. There's a lot of great cities up there. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, I'm ready to get maybe right Boise. into Boise. I'm ready to get right into our guest, Scotty. I love her. I love her so much. Uh, she is a hilarious stand-up she comedian is. and a mm-hmm. fantastic actor. You've heard mm-hmm. her on Aqua Teen Forever. God damn. Ooh. Netflix's Ooh. Q-Force, Comedy Central's Ooh. Fairview. You've seen her do stand-up on Late Night with James Corden. And... Yeah. You can watch her brand new comedy special live from the big dog right now <laughs> on Veeps. Please welcome Blair Saki. Oh, hey, guys. Couple of welcome. favorite guys. What a what a dream. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Welcome. This is wonderful. I'm, I can't believe that we haven't had you on yet. And I am so sorry about that. I You're one of my favorites in the world. And so mm-hmm. I'm so happy you're here. I feel the same about you. I love the idea for the podcast. You know, I don't, Kurt, I don't get to see enough of you since um, acting class wow. several years ago that I enjoyed very much with you and Lauren. And wow. so great. great. Yeah, we took acting class together like for weeks, for many, many months. Yeah. 
That was my first one. You guys really showed me the ropes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were being very vulnerable in front of each other. It was like classic acting class. It was really wonderful. I miss it. Yeah. Time. Uh, Time of life. Have you taken any more since? Um... Yeah, but I mostly like the last three years I've been on the road so much that I yeah. can't be in a class, you know? That's right. I, well, ha- I should give you, I have to give you a very strange but honest compliment. I first became very aware of you, and this is the during lockdown when all you poor stand ups had to do Zoom shows, which was hell. I know awful. that was hell. You awful. don't get feedback. You don't hear the laughs. <laughs> sort of sitting in your kitchen, your office, just talking to your computer. There was always a glitch, no matter how many yeah. they did. There was always like, let's bring her on Blair. And then it, you would take five seconds and be like, am I on? <laughs> Anyways, I saw you on one of those, and you were by far the funniest comic of any Zoom show I saw. And I was like, well, I love her. It was You just went wild for it. And I'm like... I'm not looking away. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not looking at the muted TV show on my TV screen. So I have to give you your flowers as the best lockdown COVID Zoom comedian I saw in 2020. Wow. Thank you, Scotty. That's crazy. You know, um, being deranged, I guess, can have its moments. (laughs) (laughs) I also remember in those Zoom shows, Scotty, Scotty would come to Hot Tub a lot and... um, He would just go in the chat and the whole time just comment, I've never been to an online comedy show. Exclamation <laughs> point. Just over and over again. Uh, oh, Scotty loves true. mischief, does he? He does. He's a little yeah. mischief guy, huh? That's me, a little mischief. Yeah, I would just comment in the sections endlessly, like, I understand comedy. I love laughing. This is comedy. A plus equals laughing. And uh, I have no regrets. I was going crazy in my own way, as we all were. Sure, yeah. What a time. So, Blair, the the trailer, I reposted your trailer recently for your special because it is, it's honestly the funniest trailer I've ever, ever, ever seen <laughs> we love for, a, for, a, for a stand-up special ever. It's very different and wonderful and deranged and... Uh, and it's on V. So the special is called Live from the Big Dog. It's on Veeps. This is a new platform. Tell people what Veeps is. Oh, first, thanks for that compliment, Kurt, because I built that trailer myself. And I said, uh, is this too? Is this? Uh, what do you think people are going to think about this? Um, but I do also feel that it is the most true representation of what it, the, the special is. And um, it's out on Veeps, which is Live Nation's new streaming platform. And oh, nice. Yeah, just the whole process was great. I'm so pleased and proud with how it came out. And um, I'm like in that little first group of comics uh, launching it. And so, yeah, I'm, That's I'm a pretty big deal. Thanks. <laughs> so will it be it'll just always live there or will eventually go to other platforms or is it always just going to be on veeps it'll be on there for six months and then we'll see what happens yeah all right sweet right on Uh, so you can go watch it right right now it's so very funny yeah and if anyone's listening you can get there through all the links in my bio and any of my social media yeah it's blair saki (laughs) s-o-c-c-i thank you um you want to hear about this 70 year old woman 
Yes, I'm concerned for her, but yes. also delighted. I am concerned as well. I'm concerned for everybody involved. Uh, <laughs> this was sent in by Tot Waffle with Sauce. Thank you so much, Tot Waffle with Sauce. And congratulations on a great um, handle. Uh, this was in uh, BBC, so you know Ooh. it's real. That's true. Uh, this was written by Daniel Nesta Coupe. Kupemba, mm. who a lot of people are saying is the best in the biz over best at the writer. BBC. <laughs> best writer um, ever. And you know BBC stands for Best in the Biz Corporation. <laughs> yes, we love corporations. A seven-year-old. You, yeah. you love corporations here. I love corporations that. Corporations are people. Yeah, they're people. And You're so down to earth. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're finally, we're finally the podcast willing to say it. <laughs> We love corpse. <laughs> a 70-year-old woman has given birth to twins following IVF treatment. A hospital in uh, Uganda has said uh, Safina Namukwaya delivered a boy and a girl via cesarean at a fertility center in the capital of Kampala. Wow. Mrs. Namukwaya, who is one of the oldest women to give birth, I think, ever in the world, I'm sure. And I'm adding that part. Told local media it was a, quote, miracle. The hospital congratulated her, saying it was more than a medical success. It's about the strength and resilience of the human spirit. Dr. Edward Tamal Sali, a fertility specialist at the Women's Hospital International and Fertility Center, told BBC that the mother used a donor egg and her partner's sperm for the in vitro fertilization procedure. The babies were born prematurely at 31 weeks and placed in incubators. Dr. Sali says they are stable. We've mm. achieved the extraordinary delivering twins to Africa's oldest mother, age 70. They posted on their Facebook page. Um, the mother wow. told Uganda's Daily Monitor newspaper that her pregnancy had been difficult as her partner abandoned her when he realized she was going to have twins. Oh, no. Uh-huh. That still oh, happens no. in your 70s? That's crazy. In your That's 70s, that still Aren't happens? they too tired to even leave? <laughs> yes. Yeah, he rolled his ass out of there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the this is Mrs. Namakwaya's second delivery in three years. What? She gave birth to a baby girl in 2020. What the? What she the loves what? having kids. Oh my god! And this is that's the first time she's had kids. She didn't this have is kids. Giving before. me a lot of hope and inspiration. I'll tell you what. That's oh my right. god! At 67, she had a girl, and then at 70, she had two more kids. Wow! 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 Typically, women well, go through menopause. This is where BBC explains human nature. Typically, women go through menopause between the ages of 45 and 55. Something mm -hmm. that Olive, okay, Olive <laughs> yes. is six years old. She yes. came home from zoo camp, like, mm -hmm. you know, over the summer. And so a girl there who was like nine, maybe uh -huh. eight or cool nine, girl. Mm -hmm. just downloaded her on periods. <laughs> <laughs> and so she came home being like, when I turn 12, I start getting a period. I'll have a period from the age of 12 to 55. Uh, and then wow. I'll stop having my period. And here's what you could do. You can have tampons or you can have pads. And then she like went through all of it. And I was like, oh, my God, we like didn't have to do the talk because some yeah. eight year old at zoo camp gave her like very detailed information and all of it was correct and it was like the craziest thing ever so she talks about it all the time 
she talks about it. She's like, well, in four years, I'll be, or in five, in six years, I'll be getting my period. So I'll probably be pretty busy. <laughs> oh my God, I love Olive. <laughs> love an informed woman. Yeah, exactly. Did they do a thing in in school for you, Blair, where they separated the boys and the girls and gave that talk? Yeah, and I found it all like so humiliating. Like middle school is just so embarrassing. Like every single yes. moment just yeah. existing. Everyone's so ugly. Like even the good-looking kids are ugly. Um yes. it's just so uncomfortable. I remember like when I did get my period in 7th grade and I just told my mom I go, "Do not tell dad and my brothers. Do not tell the boys." <laughs> like as if it was just like a curse that had descended on me. <laughs> That's that's interesting that that because that was Olive's approach to to Lauren. She was talking about it with Lauren and then Lauren was like, uh, so this happened. And I was like, what? That's crazy. And then the next day she's like, hey, mom, can we uh, talk? And I was in front of me. She's like, can we uh, talk about the uh, and she looked over at me. She's like the thing. And I was like, Olive, you can talk about uh, your period in, or like your future period in front of me. It's OK. She's like, really? Do you get one? <laughs> That's so sweet. Like, I, oh my God, I would never talk about anything like that with my dad. This is a whole new generation of dads. I oh, love yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's oh, totally sure. different. It, it very, very much is. You grew up in San Clemente, right? Yeah. San Juan Capistrano in San Clemente. And your, nice. and your family is like uh, sports people? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hardcore sports family, boys family. How many sweet. brothers do you have? I have two older brothers that are 11 months apart. Whoa, that's intense. kind of competition. <laughs> yeah. How many can we have? And they're four and a half and uh, three and a half years older than me. Okay. And we're, yeah. so were you a, 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 an athlete growing a, up? A jock? Yeah, I was like a, hor- a hardcore athlete. I played volleyball at UCLA. Oh, wow. Whoa. Yeah. That was like my whole life was sports. Whoa. Oh, that's and cool. So- I love volleyball. I love watching college volleyball. I like watching Olympic volleyball. I think it's weird that it's not a bigger sport in the U.S. because it's so fun. Would you recommend? You know, it is one of the better sports to watch. I'll tell you that. Would you High recommend energy. it for, for girls growing up right now? Totally. I would totally recommend it. Um, I do think, you know, it is so popular that you really have to love it. You know, now it's not like it's not some sort of niche sport anymore for young girls in California, Mm -hmm. you know, but it's so much fun and such a great sport. I love it. Nice. I had a doctor growing up. I hurt. uh, I played every sport and then I hurt my knee when I was between eighth and ninth grade because I was growing so much and so like dislocated my patella or something like that and we went in and i was pretty small i was like five three five four around eighth grade and then i was six one in ninth grade so that's crazy it was nuts uh but the weirdest part was when i was still like five four five five i had hurt my knee and uh, the the doctor who I'd never went to before, he wasn't like my child pediatrician or whatever. He just started feeling my elbows and my knees, just kind of squeezing them. <laughs> and he looked at me. And my my parents are not over six feet tall. They're um, they're average height. And he's just squeezing my joints. And he goes, "You're gonna be no six two, six three. <laughs> and I said, and my mom's like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah." 
Yeah, six two six three, and then I'm six two and a half six three. It, Whoa, but it, he, it was like this crazy. weird old school doctor just squeezing elbows and knees, ah. just looking at me, and he could feel some gap. Like you're a horse. <laughs> yeah, he's doing sports betting on those uh, those joints. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember his name. I don't remember. We only went to see him one time, and he was like, "You'll be fine." He's like, "We're not even going to do surgery. Just wear this brace, do PT. You'll be fine." And he was right. He was right. It was so weird. Do you ever have a desire to play uh, volleyball now? Um, not really, because you know volleyball is one of those sports that, like, when people will be like, "You want to play intramurals?" and it's like, it's not a sport you can play with people who don't know how to play. Otherwise, they're yeah. just like chicken winging or something, you know, where it doesn't even look recognizable to what the game <laughs> actually is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Also, my body's just so different, like. You know what I do for exercise now after a lifetime of that freaking sports <laughs> life? I just leisurely walk five miles a day. You're not seeing me use a fast twitch muscle yeah. yep. ever. That's us. We're long walk guys. We love so long, walk. long walk guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. I found my people. Oh, yeah. Yes. Scotty and I walk across L.A. every year. Oh. Yeah. yeah we walk. Oh, yeah. Miles. I think I remember this, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we do. But, I I love it, love it, love it. Mm, but mm, a five mm. mile walk, it's Ooh. so good. You get so creative about mile one or two. Yes. You're just like all of a sudden you're just in that weird flow state. It's so nice. Do you, so here here's the question though. Do you guys listen to anything when you walk, or is it just no no earbuds? Uh, it changes for me. I mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, you know, I need more quiet in my life where mm-hmm. I'm just alone with my thoughts. Sometimes I'm throwing on those high frequencies. I'm Damn. up in my vibration. Other <laughs> times I'm listening to a podcast. Other huh? times I'm listening to my sets being like, oh, why did I say that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I hope you do say that out loud just walking by people all the time. <laughs> oh, why did I say that? Yeah, I look like a freaking kook out there. All my friends always see. I do the same route every day and all my friends are like, I see you walking all the time like a freak. <laughs> <laughs> There was a guy, when I first moved here, I would go hiking a lot in Griffith Park, and there were two men I would see constantly, and, then, <laughs> and I hope they're still out there doing their thing. One was just a barefoot man who would run, um, I believe he was a Latino man, and he would run at a very good pace barefoot through the whole thing, like a long-distance runner, wow. but he was a barefooter. And the other was a very large, fat, sunburned white dude in his probably late 50s, shirtless and shoeless, just strutting his stuff <laughs> like he owed, like he was coming down the mountain to tell everybody what to do. And I would see them almost every time I went. That's really cool. I know. I do love those people. They're like your comfort people. Yes. I have some people on my route that I see and I was just, hello, hello, you know, all day. Yeah. If you sprain something, they'd be there for you. Yeah. One time, this guy that I pass all the time, this was so crazy because we had never spoken. And this was like four years of me saying <laughs> hello, walking by. And it was like two days before New Year's Eve. And this man, you know, lo- very friendly, non-threatening, but yeah. uh, maybe 25 years older than me, said, hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. I don't know if you have plans on New Year's Eve. But let me know if you want to do mushrooms with me. And he had this really cute dog. And he was like this old man that like sat in a chair, a lawn chair every day. And I was like, wow, he's he's friendly. 
<laughs> what an offer. What an- it was an offer. Yeah. And he said, can I take your number? I said, I'll take yours, David. Smart. And, um, <laughs> That's smart. Yeah. Did, yeah. did so, so what did you say to the offer? You're like, oh, well, I'll think about it or... <laughs> I said, that's very kind of you to offer. I I actually already have plans, but please, that sounds great. Enjoy your mushrooms on the New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah. A nice, gentle, no thank you. And then you <laughs> slowly walked three more miles. No, I haven't passed by him every day the last two years. <laughs> I like Still that busy. you didn't change your route. I like that. Oh, no. There's not he a lot of routes, you know? Politely. Scotty, give um, it to me. Sure, and also I looked up the oldest woman in history, up or recent history to give birth is seventy-four-year-old woman from what? Southern India. What? Seventy-four. What? So also, wow. I mean, I just think about. I mean, I, I guess maybe this person is planning on living to a hundred. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I mean, right. but you don't really have control over that. But I guess if you're giving birth at seventy, you got another thirty years in you. Well, yeah, that's so funny that you say that because all I was thinking is how is this woman's body withstanding that? But yeah, once the the babies are alive, like the clock <laughs> is ticking. What are we what are we thinking about the plan for them? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, seventy four. You're planning when they're sixteen, they can get their license and drive you to your hundredth birthday party. <laughs> it's a perfect plan. You you just got yourself a designated driver. Ninetieth, ninetieth. Barely know how 90th. to drive. <laughs> Wrong math. Um. Here we go. How okay, this one, you know, things are expensive these days. I don't know if you guys have been out in the world. Uh Crystal Hudgens sent this in. Thank you, Crystal. One of my favorite names. Uh this was in Business Insider by Matthew Lowe, L-O-H, and he's good. He's really good. Some say he's the best there ever has been in the business. A Georgia woman accidentally paid seven thousand dollars for a subway sandwich. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that go down. That's, that's a lot of money. Uh, a woman in College Park, Georgia, which I think is where Ludacris the Rapper is from, uh, accidentally paid more than $7,000 for a Subway sandwich that would have normally cost her less than $8. Vera <laughs> Connor told NBC News she had ordered her weekly footlong, an Italian sub with salami, pepperoni, and ham. Weekly. This a is good order. That's a good order, Vera. Strong. Strong order, Vera. At the local subway, the meal should have cost $7.54. But Connor realized days later that she somehow had left a $7,105.44 tip <laughs> on her Bank of America credit card. When I looked at my receipt, Vera said, I was like, oh, my God. She told NBC, I thought this number looks familiar. It was the last six numbers of my phone number. Who would leave a tip like that? Whoa. Great question, Vera. That's crazy. Also, I know. I love that there was no, like, Bank of America didn't say, like, hey, it seems like you spent $7,000 at a subway, (laughs) and we don't think that's humanly possible. (laughs) That's all the food in a subway. That's never, no one has spent $7,000 in a month. That's Subway, the entire chain hasn't even made $7,000. She now owns that franchise. I think she (laughs) bought that Subway. Um, Connor said she was likely entering her phone number into Subway's payment screen to get rewards points when she accidentally filled in the amount for a tip. Okay, that's a good explanation. 
I must have been keying in the pad and the screen changed on me, Vera said. Connor told the outlet that when she disputed the charge with Bank of America, her claim was denied. No. <laughs> That's so crazy. She added that she returned to the subway shop for help with the issue, but that the manager said the bank would have to resolve the payment for her. There we go. Two for two people being jerks. Oh, Connor spent over a month trying to obtain a chargeback from Bank of America, and she was finally issued a temporary credit for the massive tip last Monday. Bank of America said Connor's dispute was initially rejected because she asked to refund the entire purchase, sandwich and tip included. Come on. We can't buy this nice lady a, a $7 foot uh, So she got her charge back um, for only the tip. So meaning they, the Bank of America didn't want to pay for her sandwich, too. A Subway spokesperson told WSB-TV that they were aware of Connor had a dispute. Separately, Bank of America spokeswoman said uh, on Today.com, which reported Connor's case, that Subway would refund the tip. Okay, the, finally, we got there. We asked Subway to refund the money of the client, and we're pleased they have agreed to do so, the spokesperson said. Oh, I'm so happy that she was able to escalate this to a news story. That's do you know right. what I mean? And that's the only reason that she got her money. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say, sounds like it was for she was forced to make it a news story. Yeah. They're like, yeah. oh, sorry. Yeah, we're going to take that $7,000 tip. Yeah. Think about this, too. Uh, Subway does not have $7,000 in the cash register nope. on any day. So there's nope. no way that that worker even got $7,000. That's Subway just taking the money. Correct. I'm mad that at is everybody. I'm Where mad everybody, at everybody involved is getting, yeah, they rue the day they do that to Kurt. <laughs> um, I was uh, driving up from my buddy's house and I stopped in Huntington Beach and I, because it was a nice, beautiful day. I was like, oh, I'm going to walk out on that pier. I've never been out on the Huntington Beach Pier before. Let me see what they got out there. Mm -hmm. And as, as I'm walking out, right when the pier starts to lift off the sand, there was like a kind of young, like maybe 20 uh, magician, like pale, pasty kid. Mm -hmm. And there are these two drunk guys watching him like two feet away. And they're like swaying drunk, like visibly drunk. Huntington Beach is drunk, man. Yeah, they go hard down there. And so my first instinct is like that that empathy where you're like, oh, God, they're making fun of this kid for doing magic on the boardwalk This or on the pier. This is going to be so bad. But when I get up towards them, uh, all the magician does is pull a scarf out of his mouth, like the oldest trick you've ever seen, a trick that the three of us could learn probably in two minutes. And both the drunk guys lean back and go, whoa. <laughs> so then I'm having a ball because they love this magic trick. Like trick number one is like if he had pulled a quarter out from behind their ear, they would have like done standing backflips. <laughs> so I walk. Uh, I'm laughing. Walk out to the end of the pier. Look for some sharks. Don't see anybody. Probably 10 and 15 minutes goes by. I start walking back. And here come those drunk guys. I mean, stumbling drunk men in their <laughs> 20s or 30s. And as I get up to one, the, one of them just goes, that was better than the $300 we paid to see Chris Angel. <laughs> <laughs> 
And the other guy goes, I can't believe we paid 300 to watch him put a bunch of swords down his throat. <laughs> and that's all I heard because then we passed each other. I love, oh my God, they probably did so much for that kid's self-esteem. Yes. These drunk asses. Oh. Yes. It went the most beautiful, praiseworthy direction it ever could have gone. I thought they were going to be like, you suck, fuck this, I could see the scar. Instead, they're just dunking on Chris Angel. That sounds like I a Samuel Beckett up. play, honestly. <laughs> it was amazing. It made me like appreciate Huntington Beach more than I ever thought I could. Did you ever spend yeah. any time there in high school? Did I? Yeah. Um, no, I find that place, uh, terrifying and yes. it has become even more so radicalized in yes. such an insane way in the last five years mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, this is way more Florida than Florida. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the scary, it's like the MMA capital of the world. It's yes. like, and it's all like, um, cops and uh like law enforcement it's like so scary there there's like nothing fun about like everyone's like really into like monster and you know like hardcore (laughs) nos well their mayor is tito ortiz (laughs) their mayor is the former ufc champion tito ortiz i forgot about that little tidbit can you imagine the municipal responsibility (laughs) ingenuity (laughs) ideas coming out of that noggin (laughs) Famed no. philosophical mind, Tito Ortiz. <laughs> no, the Huntington Beach bad boy himself. Wow. Nice. That's nice. scary. Did you ever go to the Swallows Inn in San? Oh, that was my hometown bar. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Oh, dear. That's really, I spent all my years there. That's the San. That's the really like, I mean, there's a few more now. It's such a small town, but really, it's like the only bar there. Did oh, you yeah. have you been? Many times. I stopped there once because it was the closest bar when I was down there to see the Swallows, which don't come regularly anymore. Yeah. And so I went in there and I was the youngest person by probably 15 years. Um, It felt like every single person there, every man came up on a Harley and every woman had two divorces. Totally. So I I walked in there and it was like, I have never felt this attractive in my entire life. (laughs) I know. It was just like a real meat mark. It and I was like, okay, but they had a great cover band and people were dancing at 4 p.m. like going for it. So it's fun. Yes, it is like it is so much fun there. There's always line dancing. There's always characters like it's yes. crazy people watching because it's like a cowboy town and then also the bikers come. So everyone's usually yeah. in full cowboy gear. Like yes. you walk in and it's like you're in a different state because everyone's wearing cowboy hats, Wranglers boots, like, you know, yeah. um, so that was a it's wild a time. I had a, I had a fake ID use that for a while there in my youth. Then all through college, you know, like the whole town goes there. Yes, it's pretty wild. It's a fun bar. Like every time I'm down in that area, I'm like, I'm going to Swallows. <laughs> you can also this. buy um, a flat, uh, a 12 pack of Budweiser. They just serve it to you in a cardboard <laughs> flat at the bar. Smart. Hilarious. Just wholesaling. That's yeah. Cool. Um, all right, I'm gonna give us a story and get us into a break here. Tease us in, buddy boy. Woman arrested for shoplifting during shop with a cop event. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Busted on 
bananas. Folks, we are back, Scotty. You got any shout-outs? I do. I have crazy good shout-outs. And Blair, feel free to comment on these, too. These are just from our wonderful listeners. I'm going to save the best one for last because I looked. I had to look it up to prove it was real, and okay. it is real. So first is Rebecca Miller is a day-one banana who wants to shout-out her baby brother, Alex. This is his one-year anniversary of leaving his corporate analyst job to make his side hustle his full-time gig. Now, I know you're probably saying, what could this be? Is he brewing beer? Yeah. Is he making jewelry? Is what he is roasting coffee? Doing? Etsy. Is he Etsying up? Is he making prints? No. He is an openly gay roller coaster vlogger on YouTube. Yes! And I watched so many of his videos, and he is great. He rides Every roller coaster he can find, shitty ones at carnivals, big ones at amusement parks. It's called Adventures with Alex. It's on YouTube. And in the last two years, he's jumped from 5,000 subscribers to 163,000 subscribers. Yes. Adventures, Adventures with, with Alex. Alex. Let's fucking go. Let's go. <laughs> uh, being an openly gay roller coaster vlogger is such that. a good shout out. Congratulations, Alex. I hope it keeps growing and growing and that every amusement park gives you a free season pass. I'm it. inspired. Oh, I my God. <laughs> <laughs> These are really, really fun ones. Um, Raisha Ritchie is a bananimal in the Bahamas, Kurt. Okay. She wants to shout out her amazing sister, Khadija, for listening to whatever podcast Raisha puts on. Doesn't matter if it's a murder podcast. Doesn't matter if it's the silliest little podcast there ever was, Bananas. Um, her sister, Khadija, is an incredible childhood teacher who goes above and beyond for her kids. And Raisha is saying, Kurt, you and I need to do a Bananas Live in the Bahamas. Yes. And if we do, I think Blair's got to be our guest. I mean, just a natural <laughs> fit. Clear my schedule. <laughs> a true natural banana. I got two more. This one, Ben Grigg wants to shout out a diehard banana named Phil Fens- uh, Fensel. Phil's had some major setbacks that I won't get fully into. Some of them are personal and private in the last couple of years. But one of them was that his heart stopped while he was driving oh, no. and he got into an accident. Oh, no. He's fine now. He remains 100% a wonderful guy who loves to laugh and laugh and laugh. He plays his guitar for kids at the hospital. Oh, yeah. Truly great guy. So, Phil, we love you. Thanks for being a great person. We're sending you tons of love from the Banana Boys. I mean, incredible. That's incredible. Um, And this one... This one is so on brand for this podcast. I literally Googled it to make sure this wasn't... Okay. We weren't getting duped. Okay. Izzy McSorley, mm, already an already. incredible name I'm for a listener. I'm already signed on. <laughs> Wants to shout out her mother-in-law, Julie McSorley, because it is the two-year anniversary of her mother-in-law, Julie, being the kayaker who was swallowed by a whale. <gasps> oh, my God. It's a banana. Is, oh, my God. I remember true. that. I remember that. Yes. This is real. Izzy loves Julie so much, she thinks she deserves a shout-out. So I looked it up, and Julie McSorley on CBC Radio 
<laughs> she learned an important lesson after she uh, she and her friend ended up in a humpback whale's mouth. Quote, whales need their space. McSorley and Liz were kayaking together in San Luis Obispo Bay, watching whales feed on silverfish when one of the massive creatures surfaced beneath them. Oh, yeah. Knocking them into the water. There is video. There are photos. And the women are temporarily engulfed in the whale's mouth. Wow. So anyway. Temporarily? Yes. Yeah, she got out. She wasn't swallowed. So how do you get it. out of how, like Jonah and the whale? Jonah, how do you get out? Julie, it's Julie and the whale. Julie and the wait. I'm not. Julie how do the they whale. get out? How do they? It get was out? Just, uh, It spits them out. Yeah. It realized it wasn't that that they weren't fish, and they only want to eat them fish. Oh. Um, the all of a sudden the boat lifted up, and <gasps> we were in their mouth, and then dumped in the water very quickly. <laughs> It's absolutely <laughs> crazy. Next thing I know, I'm underwater. And I think there was a funny quote in here that I can't find right away where Julie doesn't even really <laughs> like the ocean. No, I don't like the ocean. I'm scared of sharks. I'm scared of anything I can't see in the water. Oh, man. It's so funny. So anyways, uh, Julie McSorley and Izzy McSorley, bananas of the week for, for living <laughs> through a truly crazy banana oh, story. I love that so much. Wait, do you think Julie, like, if I were Julie, I'm staying 500 yards away from any coast, you know, yeah. like, <laughs> the insanity, she, she, that's a true testament of being like, I'm afraid of something and my fear is attracting the worst case scenario. <laughs> How is that so even, real. is that the only known case in history where someone's been swallowed by a oh, whale no. and spit out? No, we have it gotten happens. a bunch of stories, uh, actually. It happens because of the fact that, like, people are always going to see, um, you know, ben- whales feed nowadays. And oftentimes they're on a stand-up paddleboard or they're on a kayak. Yes, or that's right. Uh, there's one who was a scuba diver, and literally there's a photo of it, which is the funniest one. We did it on bananas, <laughs> on bananas <laughs> which is just the legs of the scuba diver in the whale's mouth, and it is very, very funny. How someone caught that photo, I have definitely been in the water, like, near whales, like, on the beach, yeah. where they come in close in, like, Laguna, like, all through my yeah. childhood. And people are always stand up paddling. Like, I didn't know that was like a thing that whales do. I thought whales were innocuous. Minus killer whales that have a vendetta against humanity. (laughs) They really do right now. (laughs) We're pro-orca on this pod. It's really true. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, wrong place, wrong time. Some of that just sea kayaking, having a nice day. (laughs) Suddenly you're in a whale's mouth and getting spit into the ocean. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been educated today, Bananimals. All right? (laughs) Okay. All right. I'm going to be taking my time making a few different steps from now on, Julie. Mm -hmm. It's a teachable moment for all of us. That is true. (laughs) Curdy B, what we got, buddy boy? Here it is. Woman arrested for shoplifting during Shop with a Cop event. Oh, yeah. This was sent in by someone who sent in their first story. This was Cody Brown. Cody sent in their first story, and this was it. What a winner. Had to do it. Thanks, Uh, Cody. This was in M Live. Seems real. Michigan Live. Mm -hmm. By Sophie Calakilo, who a lot of people say in the business. Yeah. Tippity tapping. Ooh. The news out. 
Sophia. Best typer there is. Is the best. 62-year-old woman attempted to shoplift from a Walmart in Livingston County during a Shop with a Cop event on Saturday, December 2nd, according to Michigan State Police. There were 75 (laughs) police officers from different agencies (laughs) present at the event, according to a press release. The event gives area children through through donations from local businesses uh, an opportunity to partner up with a police officer and shop for themselves and family for the holiday. A very strange idea. Yes. Uh, well, first off, so, every, so every level of this is weird. <laughs> Just the fact that there's a shop with a cop event is weird to start off with. Agreed. Uh, Walmart staff notified a, police, a Michigan State police officer who was participating in the event that the woman was attempting to steal 720 $27.86 worth of merchandise, <laughs> according to the release. She's going big. She is going big. Is it like a barbecue? Is she trying to walk out with a barbecue? <laughs> like, what is what at Walmart costs $727? I don't know. Um, the trooper followed the woman out to her vehicle, which was parked parked next to all the patrol vehicles of this the officers so participating mm. in the event. <laughs> the woman from Hazlitt was arrested on scene and lodged in Livingston County Jail. I've never heard that verb yeah. used before to be Quaint. put in lodged. Boot collar. Um, and that's the end of the that's that's the end. That's it. How it ends. That's Mich- all we need. Live. I, that is all we need. Look, do I think? That was the smartest, you know, effort. No, but the nuts, the stones on this woman to take a swing for the highest level of difficulty. (laughs) The Walmart Ocean's Eleven. She said, this is a nearly impossible feat. And you know what? I'm the woman for the job. Come hell or high water. <laughs> I really am so curious what she took because it couldn't have been like a flat screen. Was it a ton of little stuff? I bet you. Jewelry at most Walmarts. Like, but those are weird. all behind things. I mean, I bet you it's like she's just figured out the biggest dollar, the biggest dollar small items, and probably had them piled in. Cider yeah, I'm trying to find it. <laughs> so funny. Concluding groceries and clothing. Okay, it was groceries. Groceries and, and clothing, which That's are what, large. Um, like, where was she put? Where wow. was she? Where are you hiding a bushel of bananas, a sack of potatoes? Where's that going? I don't even know. <laughs> maybe, maybe she just went. Maybe she just went full baller, and just piled it all into a shopping cart and just fucking walked out with it. Yeah. That would be amazing just to do that, to just try try to pull off the, the most brazen stealing of just. I just love that she wasn't like, you know, I could uh, maybe I'll come back tomorrow when there's not <laughs> 75 cops. <laughs> when there's not 75 the cops in the store, the entire town's law enforcement in this one establishment. Also, Now's the time. Also, just think. There's definitely a Walmart 20 minutes away. (laughs) And all the cops from all the surrounding counties, she knows where they are. (laughs) They're at that Walmart. Just go to the other Walmart. That's right. Take the plates off your car, go to the other Walmart, steal brazenly, and then just drive off into the sunset, and you're going to get away with it. Yeah, she's not a thinker. She's not a big planner, this one. We should send her this podcast for any future crimes that uh, you want to run by us. We could have some ideas. (laughs) 
That's right. We should have a podcast called Future Crimes Podcast where we just tell people the crimes they could get away with and how we would have done it. I love that. Oh, that's so funny. I actually read something really recently about how much theft happens at the airport. Mm. Because everybody thinks there's so many cameras, there's so much security, there's cops, there's TSA, there's a lot of stuff. But that's actually, it lulls you into a false sense of security that people are like, like pickpockets and stuff are really good at airports. I mean, whoa pickpockets that's what's happening and it's not merchandise stealing from the stores that too tons of that also because I well, that makes total sense to me those workers always look exhausted like how do i get in this airport and now they're even removing um yes they're there's self-checkout everywhere and i go mm-hmm. this is literally insane this one woman <laughs> i was she could not like figure out the self-checkout which not faulting her because I can no. barely figure it out. Um, and she's like, can you help me? And then she's like, you know what? This is taking too long and just grabbed her shit and left. And I said, go on, bad bitch. You know, I'm on your side, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, an inconvenience. Also, you're, it's, I mean, to put self-checkout like the way that they have it, where there's no one's watching it, and it's just a bunch of stuff, and it's a huge store, and then to have a literally a getaway airplane, like 15 <laughs> feet away, where you can steal as much as you want, and then be in another state in like 15 minutes is amazing. Future crimes. This is a good episode. How to steal and get on a plane. You time it so your section gets announced. They say, now boarding. I mean, I'm a virtuous woman of God, so I take as long as I need to get through that damn self-checkout. You know, I'll figure out. I'll square up with the robots, let them take my money. But this lady was old, and she said, you know what? I put in my time. I tried to pay. I wanted to pay you. This is too hard. I said, ma'am, I'll help you. She said, no, thanks. I've already been here too long. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, it's wonderful. I went to a new coffee shop in LA three days ago. It's called Cafe Lala. It's on Third Street. Okay. So it's kind of over near WeHo, near, I don't know, Beverly Center, that area. If I am lying, strike me with lightning, <laughs> God above. When you pay for your coffee, you know, you scan your card, ca- cashless. Like everything in LA is becoming cashless. <laughs> sure. I order a cold brew, a regular order. The there are five or six employees that are wearing matching outfits, aprons, everything. There is a chandelier in this coffee shop. Everything is white. There are white teddy bears with yellow cafe lala embroidered on them in yeah. every direction. <laughs> I had to go in this place. I pay for my cold brew, and she looks at the receipt and she goes. Thank you, Scotty. We love you. No. And I go, okay. And then walked outside. You have to stand on the sidewalk. Your coffee gets put in a window outside. But their thing is they say, we we love you when you buy no. your coffee. And it was the most idiocracy, most L.A. stereotypical thing I've ever experienced since living here for 10 years. Yeah, just look me down in the eye, look at the receipt. Thank you, Scotty. We love you. Oh now, Scotty, God. you can't go back there. You want to know why? Tell me why. Because that is an office space situation that is about to go horribly wrong at some point where one of those employees just wakes up, splashes water on his face, looks in the mirror and goes, today, no, it's not happening again today. I do not love these people. No, it was 
it, I should have said, I love you too, but it was a young woman and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let her job dictate what she has to say. And then I was like, thank you. I'll stand outside. It is so, I mean, I encourage you to go tomorrow, Blair. If you drink coffee, go to Cafe Lala. No, I, I, no, no, no. I would be, that would be much too confrontational to my spirit. (laughs) I, I would know that they did not mean it. I would feel the imprisonment of those people (laughs) and what they're being forced to do. And if they don't feel imprisoned by it, then that means they have real boundary issues. It's not (laughs) being required to tell strangers you love them when you're a barista, which is already an objectively very difficult job because people are so persnickety and demanding and in a hurry. Especially here. here. Yeah. They're probably making like $10 an hour and just being like, I look forward to the bullet. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, when this yes, bring the asteroid on. Hit me first. Kill oh. me first, meteorite. Have you? Do you get uncomfortable when waiters kneel next to your table? Like when they're like, "Have you guys ever been here before?" And mm-hmm. they squat down next to your table. Absolutely, I don't want any stranger getting close to my face. Agreed. Agreed. One hundred percent. Also, that reminds me of a know that you are loved. Have you guys watched Bodies on Netflix yet? No, um, what's that? It's yes, I watched one. Worth watching. What is um, it? At least the the final episode is not great, but I think it's a fascinating idea. It's like what uh, a bot. It's like it's like uh, I don't know. Almost like Charles <laughs> Dickens. Like, buddy? Charles Dickens meets sci-fi. <laughs> oh, that sounds cool. Yeah, it's like a, a body shows up in this like London alleyway in uh-huh. nineteen in twenty twenty five. A time jump. 1940 yeah. and 1865, but it's the same body. Um, oh, and then like also in the future, like 2056 right. or something. And uh, and it's fascinating. It's just like this weird sci-fi mystery. And it's enjoyable. I, I'm going to check it out, definitely. Uh, Scotty? I have another. Yeah, I think I'm up. All right. Let's send we us got home. One more? Send us yeah, home, Yeah, one baby. more, right? Okay. Wooden Tapes on Instagram, who is my friend Lee, who works at Alma, which is a great bar in L.A. If you want to go get drunk with your friends, go to Alma. Say hi to Lee for me. I didn't know that. Yeah, Lee is also like the unofficial Bananas podcast historian. He's listened to every episode. So if I'm like, have I ever told the story about the time? He's like, no, you haven't said that one. Oh, that's great. And he has a good memory. Yes, I owe him some big tips. Speaking of big tips... I have frozen my penis, says Swedish cross-country skier Cal Halferson, after racing in icy temperatures. So you know, you know, we did this original, the original one when he froze his penis the first time. Correct. Yeah, I'm gonna say the same thing to you. <laughs> I, I knew it. I was like, Kurt, this has happened again because this is from <laughs> November twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. This is amazing that this man froze his penis again. Blair, this keeps happening to cross-country skiers. I want him to wear more underwear. Put a mitten on that thing. What are we doing? Twice? Once you freeze your dick once. Let's get you solutions. Why aren't you sticking heat hot warmers down there, man? Shake them and place them. I know we can get a dick mitten knitted up real quick, all right? Absolutely. (laughs) 
Oh, man, this was on CNN, and two <laughs> journalists had to write about this, both wow. best of the business, George Ramsey, and his pa- compatriot, Lee, Leanne Hu. So great work. You guys do great frozen penis writing. Swedish cross-country skier, Cal Hafarsson, experienced an unusual but not unheard of consequence by competing in icy temperatures in Finland this weekend after taking part in a 20-kilometer World Cup event in Ruka. Halferson said that he had to take shelter in the warmth after sustaining a frozen penis. According to uh, reports, temperatures dropped to a chilly 5 degrees Fahrenheit, which is minus 15 degrees Celsius, at the start of the race. Quote, I have frozen my penis for real, Halferson told us Expressin, a Swedish outlet. Damn. Expressin? No, it is not called. Expressin. E-X-P-R-E-S-S-E-N. Expressin. Where where did you print it? In Expressin? We're expressing the news. <laughs> damn, I had to lie there in the athlete's tent for over 10 minutes to warm it up. It hurts so damn much. It's terrible. Hafferson has suffered the same injury before, so Expressin said, and so did Kurt Brownoller. Thankfully, the 34-year-old was able to see the funny side this time rounding. It's lucky. <laughs> it's lucky that I'm about to have my second child because it's going to be difficult in the future if I continue like this. The longest punchline you've ever heard in your life. Norwegian Jan Thompson Jensen topped the podium on Sunday's race, blah, blah, blah. Cross-country skiers who normally compete in skin-tight racing suits and thin underlayers can be particularly susceptible to chilly extremities, Blair. In the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing, Finland's Remy Lindholm suffered a frozen penis. (laughs) Jan Thompson Jensen sounds like the name of a frozen penis. <laughs> it does. That should be the nickname for it, the slang. Um, blah, blah, blah. They've both experienced it before. Lindholm, like Halferson, have also previously experienced frozen penis wow. while competing in Ruka. Asked by Expressin, Expressin if they could ex- uh, describe the sensation, Halferson said, no. Those who know, <laughs> they know. But here's a tip for me. Stay away from it because it's the worst thing you can experience. Is wow. it? Why isn't everyone freezing their penis? So Thank is you. it something about Thank their you. penises that makes them more susceptible to freezing? Is it like a very long, thin penis? Is yeah, that they might be it? hogging out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? why is it happening to just these two guys twice and not to anybody else all the time? Yeah, I don't know. I love people that sort of, I mean, I don't wish to, for them to be in pain, but I sort of love the hardheadedness of people who are like, you know what? I got a frozen dick once, but that was just a one in a million. Let's try, let's give it another go. See what happens. Change nothing. Change nothing. <laughs> oh man. So, so true. Blair, plug away, Blair. Plug, plug away, away, Blair. <laughs> Where can they find you? I don't you? want this to end. I, I, I wanna, I'm a banana mole. I just could talk to you guys for hours. Um, this is so fun. Thanks for having me on. You Thank guys, you're welcome. If you would like to find me, my all my social media is at Blair Saki, B L A I R S O C C I, and my special is on Veeps. Uh, the link for that is in the bio of all my social media and also on my website, BlairSaki.com. Thank you guys Ooh. so much. Blair, have you looked into buying SakiToMe.com? 
It's never crossed my mind, but maybe I should get on that today, you know? I feel like you should, and then just, you know, forward it to your normal website, but I think it's great. If you had, That's if you a good just idea. Say, Find me at Saki Toomey. Yeah, thank you, actually. That's important <laughs> advice that I need to heed immediately. There we go. I love it. Everybody go watch her special right now on Veeps. It's called Live from the Big Dog. Blair Saki, thank you so much. Thank you, Blair. It was the time of my life. Thank you. What an honor. <laughs> Bananas. Yes! Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas. Follow Bananas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you love what you hear, feel free to rate and review our little show. And of course, please visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Bananas merch.